Chapter Ten: Surprise Visitors. The house on Festive Lane was once again filled with over fifty guests, all deceased but allowed to return for twenty-four hours, due to the magic of the Christmas house. Like Doris, some of the guests had been dead only for a short time; some had been dead for over a hundred plus years. In most cases. Harry and Susan didn't even know the visitor because they were twice or three times removed. Great grandparents who had passed on before either of them were born visited the home to share the advent of Christmas. It was now nine p.m., and Martha was sure that all visitors who would attend the reunion with life, thanks to Harry and Susan, were already present. Unfortunately. Rick and Karen were not present. Martha asked Harry to help her onto the coffee table to be seen and heard, as the guests settled in. Once standing a foot above the crowd, Martha began. First of all, welcome to the Christmas house. The reason you all are here is that this is a magical house. This house has allowed spirits from the other side to rejoin their loved ones for over one hundred years. My family visited me every year, just like this, until I passed away joining them. When I found out that I was going to die, I had to pass on the wonderment of this house to a family that would appreciate. And utilize the magic that this house has to offer. Selling this house to a family that had no use for it or would tear it down was not an option. Michael and Ariana Carter met the requirements to be owners of this home, and in turn, Michael sold the home to Harry and Susan Hill based on the same criteria. Some of these rules are for Harry and Susan, and some are for the guests. But you should try to be aware of every rule so you know how to prepare and act while visiting. This is not a one-time visit. As long as this house stands on this foundation, you will have the opportunity to visit here twenty-four hours per earthly year. My family found that the most appropriate time to visit was Christmas Eve at six p.m. until Christmas Day at six p.m. I think you will agree. No one but the Earthbound family is allowed in the house during visiting. Not even the closest of friends, unless deceased, are allowed to witness this phenomenon. If someone enters the house that is not family by chance, All of the visiting guests will disappear immediately. Once you are here, you are in human form. You can eat, drink, smoke, and feel just like you did when you were living. Keep this in mind. If you used to get sick from drinking too much when you were alive, you would get sick again. You are human for one full day, so be very careful. Pain is genuine once again. You may not knowingly bring or take back anything that is not consumable. Consumables are food, drinks, tobacco, not televisions, cars, or ties. This is very important. 
If you ever bring, take back, or leave behind an object of mass and matter that cannot be consumed, you will never be allowed to return. Bringing animate objects between the real and spiritual world is dangerous and is not permitted. No exceptions. Knowingly is also a key word. You will not be penalized if you place a handkerchief in your pocket and you forget that you have it and then return. Thus, all gifts given must be consumable and not tangible. That is why trays of cookies and cakes were sent with you this first time. You must return with the empty trays you brought with you when you depart this house. Sharing information about what heaven is like is strictly forbidden. I have already shared some information with the hills, but this isn't my first rodeo. No one else will discuss heaven with the living. 24 hours is 24 hours. You must start your departure when the grandfather clock chimes six times. Oh my, you don't have a grandfather clock, do you, Susan? Okay, then. When the church bells ring at 6 p.m. on Christmas Day Eve, you will begin to exit the home. The order of leaving is the reverse of how you arrived. In other words, the immediate family is always the first to arrive and the last to leave. The more immediate the family member, the more time they are allowed. But this is still approximately 24 hours, give or take a few minutes. Again, if this rule is broken, you will be returned immediately and not allowed to visit again. Guests are to stay in the confines of this house at all times, except during arrivals and departures. Of course, Harry and Susan's family that live here year-round can come and go as they please. Remember, this 24-hour period is no different than a 24-hour period when you were living. Thank you all for understanding the rules of this grand new house that looks wonderful and filled with love. I hope you will enjoy it as much as I have and as much as I still do. Thank you all once again. Martha concluded. The guests applauded and Harry assisted Martha down from the coffee table. Do you have any questions for me, Harry? asked Martha. Yes, as a matter of fact, I do, Martha. Where are Rick and Karen? Why aren't they here? Harry asked. There is usually a one-year waiting period for visitations from someone who has just passed. I'm sure Rick and Karen will be here next year, Martha replied. But then why is Doris, Lindsay's mother, here? She just passed away a few weeks ago, pushed Harry as Susan joined the conversation. You aren't going to let this go, are you? Martha asked. No, we're not, Susan answered. Why don't we go talk somewhere a bit more private, suggested Martha. Harry and Susan led the way to Harry's downstairs office. Once inside, Harry locked the door. Okay, Martha, so where is my sister? asked Susan. Your sister and her husband are sorting things out. Did you receive a letter from Karen asking you to care for the children in case of her demise? Asked Martha. Yes, I received that letter, 
but Rick and Karen were killed in an auto accident, and the cause was a drunk driver who crossed over into oncoming traffic. Rick had nothing to do with Karen's death, as far as we can tell, replied Susan. Yes, that is true. Rick did not kill Karen, nor did he have anything to do with her death, Martha stated. So why aren't they here? asked Harry. As the letter from Karen noted, she was in fear for her life and expected Rick to kill her if she were to divorce him and gain full custody of the children. Karen had started the divorce proceedings and visited with an attorney planning to serve Rick with papers on Black Friday, but the drunk driver took their lives on Thanksgiving Day. Rick was never served and was not aware of Karen's actions until they crossed over, said Martha. What do you mean, until they crossed over? asked Harry. When people die, they face a kind of hearing upon arrival. They are asked questions about their lives and the people in their life. If someone is living with another person for other reasons than want and desire, they are given the choice to separate from that person in the afterlife. Many people live under the same roof for financial reasons, for the children's sake, or because it's all they know. It's comfortable, so they stay. But they are not in what you would consider a loving relationship with their spouse, said Martha. So they get a divorce when they get to heaven, asked Susan. In a matter of speaking, they do. There are no hard feelings or anger towards the other person, unlike on earth. People think much clearer in heaven. In most cases, they remain the best of friends and go their way. But that is not the case with Rick and Karen, Martha said. Why, what happened with Rick and Karen? asked Susan. Rick was and still is furious at Karen for wanting to divorce him. It's as if he is still alive and will lose everything he worked so hard for. He is dead. He has already lost all material things. His children are here with you. He has the opportunity to be with them once a year, and yet he is trying to negotiate for a better deal, replied Martha. Sounds like Rick, said Harry. What better deal does he want? asked Susan. He wants full custody of the children when he is here on Christmas, meaning he does not want Karen to be able to visit at all, said Martha. Oh, my God, he is a stubborn ass, said Susan. Yes, that is how your sister sees it, too. They are trying to work it out. Unfortunately, their heavenly divorce is anything but, said Martha. So they aren't here to see their kids because they can't come to terms with their own life choices even in the afterlife? Are they crazy? Don't they realize what a gift they have received to be able to visit their kids once a year? Usually deceased people don't have that option, said Harry. So why can't they take turns coming here? One comes one year and the other comes the next year. Or one comes for 12 hours and then leaves and the other one comes or something like that asked Susan. Because that's not how it works. This is supposed to be a happy reunion, not a sorrow-filled argument about how Daddy won't let Mommy come see me, 
said Martha, and she continued, As well they can settle their differences. They will not be allowed to come together because, as I mentioned when going over the rules of this house, pain is genuine, and there is a fear that Rick might try to hurt or kill Karen, said Martha. Kill Karen? How is that possible? She's already dead, said Harry. Not when she is here, Harry. Like the others, she takes on a human form when she visits. Rick could kill her, and if that were to happen, Rick would be condemned to hell for eternity, for he would have killed an angel of God, not just his spouse. All visitations would end, and this house would no longer entertain spirits from the hereafter regardless of its magical foundation. It would be a travesty, especially for the children, said Martha as her voice shuddered. It would be like losing their parents all over again, said Harry. So what do we do now? asked Susan. Well, for now you tell the children that a grieving period is required, and most likely their parents will be visiting next year, but not this year, replied Martha. But these kids aren't stupid. They will ask the same question about why Doris is here when she just recently died, and she is not family, said Susan. Doris is here because it was no surprise that she would die. She had been slowly dying for over a year, and Lindsay had already gone through the grieving process. Of course, when Doris did pass on, Lindsay was heartbroken, but it wasn't like Doris was perfectly healthy and lost her life in a house explosion or a car accident, responded Martha. I guess that makes sense. What about the fact that she's not family to anyone here? asked Harry. She doesn't have to be family to visit you, Harry. Deceased friends can come visit you and your family, but only living family can be in the house to visit with the deceased. Thus, you can't invite a friend from work to come to Christmas Eve dinner and meet all your deceased relatives and friends, said Martha. Ah, uh, okay, I thought the friend thing applied to both sides. It's too bad Lindsay isn't here to see her mom again. She's never going to believe us when we tell her said Susan. You won't have to worry about that, Susan. Lindsay will be here before her mother returns to heaven, said Martha. Is Lindsay dead too? asked Harry. Oh, heavens no, she is on her way back because the storm was too much and the interstate had been closed on the way to Omaha. Besides, Harry, would I do that to Max? asked Martha. Max, he's still outside. I wonder if he barfed yet. I better check on him, said Harry as he left the office. We should get back to the party as well, my dear. Enjoy the company of your parents and the other people you haven't seen in years, said Martha. I think that's a great idea. I'll talk to the kids and explain the situation. I hope they understand, replied Susan.